Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and our guest today is Jeff Nash, all the way from Hawaii. Poor guy. Uh, he's the executive director of Habilitat, and he has a story, a personal story, a cause, a mission, a purpose. None of this uh, will you even want to believe. It's, he's just really an amazing guy, an amazing story, so stick around. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for we're, having me. We're thrilled to have you and excited to talk to you about the amazing work you do there at Habilitat. Uh, but I want to start with your personal story. Uh, there at Habilitat, you help people with drug rehabilitation, in essence. You're helping people uh, rebuild their lives. It's an incredibly difficult process. Uh, you've been the executive director for a while now, but your first connection to Habilitat was more than 20 years ago when you showed up, uh, frankly, as a junkie looking for help. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up at Habilitat and how it worked for you. Yes. So, um, basically, um, I got involved with uh, substances at a very young age, about the age of 12. And obviously, my parents were very concerned. I was rebellious, to, um, you know, kind of a lost child, if you will, uh, not doing very well in school and very rebellious. And uh, my family started looking for, for uh, help for me. And uh, by the time I was 16, I was... Uh, uh, I was basically a, a junkie. I was uh, addicted to drugs, shooting up, uh, you know, different substances. And uh, eventually, I went through several other short-term programs and got very little. Um, well, I got very little abstinence from that. I always went back to doing the same thing. And eventually, they found this place called Habilitat, and they shipped me out here right after my 18th birthday. I wasn't very happy about it, but uh, I did it, and uh, I went through the program and learned a lot of things. Uh, I found out very quickly that Habilitat was not just an addiction program. It was basically uh, an over a life overhaul. It was a recovery community. So I went through the program and, and, and got some training in sales and culinary training, and I went back to my home state of Texas, which was uh, a bad idea, and everything kind of unraveled again. And... Uh, Eventually, I ended up uh, in jail, uh, getting arrested, uh, multiple drug convictions, and uh, on the streets. And I was in the streets um, for a couple of years, and uh, life was pretty rough. And then at, at one point, I was facing uh, a lengthy stay in, in the prison system, and I reached out to Habilitat again. And I came back for a, a second time and spent uh, about two and a half years going through the program again. And then at that point, I kind of figured that if you can't beat them, you might as well join them. Um, they had offered me an opportunity to be trained here. And, uh, you know, basically two and a half more years of training and became a staff member and uh, have worked my way up the ladder from, from the bottom uh, and at this point all the way to the top. So I've been... Uh, off of substances and, and, and living a great life for 21 years now. And uh, it's uh, all due to the things that I was taught. I was taught 
And, uh, you know, obviously it goes far beyond just the, uh, the plain addiction treatment. Um, it was a lifestyle overhaul for me. And I guess that's really what you offer everyone, right? It's not just about detoxing. It's not just about, uh, you know, what happens in the first 30 days. It's re remaking uh, a human being into, uh, you know, something that more resembles their, their best good character, right? Indeed. Indeed. Um, it's, it's our opinion that uh, the idea that you can solve these addiction issues in 30 days is very short-sighted. Uh, the reality is uh, when you look at addiction as not the problem, but rather a symptom of a great many problems, it becomes very apparent that those uh, great many other problems need to be addressed. And uh, that's what we do at Abilitat. So basically our program is set up to where they're gonna do about six months of intensive treatment. And then they're gonna do about 18 months and sometimes even longer of continued treatment. But uh, we lost. Keep going, keep going. I'm just okay. turning off the video because our connection's not uh, great. But let's let's keep going. Uh, so yeah, then they're gonna do about all right, so they're going to do about 18 months of intensive vocational training. Um, we figured out, uh, actually, our founder, Vinny Marino, uh, was kind of a visionary. He figured out a long time ago that just getting people to stop using drugs was never going to be enough. Um, and ironically, the guy who started Habilitat was uh, also an ex-drug addict from New York. And he realized a long time ago that the whole trend of, uh, you know, the 30-day treatments or whatever just wasn't going to be enough, um, you know, to, to sustain long time uh, abstinence. So he set up a program basically where they get uh, intensive treatment using evidence-based techniques. Um, and the treatment phase is 30 days, I mean, uh, six, uh, six months long, not 30 days, like most of the treatment programs in America. It's a residential live-in experience and it's based on merit. So if they, after they, they work all the different uh, levels of the treatment program, they're placed into vocational training. And we offer quite a few different vocational training programs that serve two purposes. Uh, the first purpose is to provide them with uh, a marketable skill that will uh, equate to a living wage when they leave here. Um, you know, you're gonna get people cleaned up. You gotta also provide them with uh, a way to make a living, an honorable way to make a living. Um, and then the, the second reason is that the vocational programs help to fund uh, their treatment program. So because of the model that this guy, Vinnie Marino, set up, we're actually able to help people that uh, in some cases wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. So uh, that's basically how the program works. Um, Vinnie was a pretty smart guy. He figured out uh, how to get the thing up and running and passed it. He trained enough people and passed it down uh, to where after he was gone, uh, the, com the, the company uh, has continued to help you know, thousands of people since. So that's basically how Habilitat works. Um, we're really proud of our vocational programs. We have a, a construction vocational program that basically teaches people everything, uh, everything except electrical. So we teach people how to lay tile, uh, how to do masonry work. Um, you know, we do remodeling uh, in, the, in the community. We do both commercial and residential remodeling. Uh, we are the largest supplier of Christmas trees on the island of Oahu in Hawaii. We, we do Christmas tree sales, which is a big fundraiser. We do events. Um, we have a catering company. 
we do all kinds of different things, but everything that we do is geared towards teaching people a marketable skill so that they can sustain themselves after the program. And, uh, you know, the fact yeah. that we, we, we deal with a lot of people that are involved in the criminal justice. Um, so a lot of these people are coming out of jail um, and they, some of them never even had a job. So we're taking people that otherwise would have been incarcerated for many, many years and we're turning them around and putting them back into the community as, as contributing members of our society. So as you think about this, you've got kind of a dual perspective as a professional, as a clinician, and, and as a, a recovered addict. Uh, how do you explain to those of us who haven't been through it and don't live this day to day as a, as a clinic, clinical support or otherwise, how do you explain, I guess there are two things. How does someone that is as inherently as good as you, and, and we see that probably most of the people that come through the program at, at heart, they're good people. How do they get so messed up? How does that happen? And then, the next question is, why does it take so long to fix them? Uh, help us understand that. It's, I think most of us don't understand. I think a lot of the people that work in the, in the industry uh, don't seem to appreciate it either. Sure. So that, that's a really good question. And I, uh, well, it's got a long answer. So I'll, I'll try and kind of make it as simple as possible. The bottom line is, um, you know, people seem to think, well, why can't they just quit using drugs? Well, what happens is um, people who become drug addicts learn the use of substance as a coping skill. And the vast majority of people that have become severely addicted to, to drugs and alcohol usually have some kind of childhood trauma um, you know, or, or at least some kind of adverse childhood uh, experiences that were maybe never dealt with. Um, you know, we see a lot of our people, they come from broken homes, they come from abusive families, but that's not always the case. There's some people that come from really good families um, and, and the parents maybe did everything possible. Uh, the reality is most people don't understand the, the process of addiction, uh, especially people who've never dealt with it. Um, what happens is the drug becomes a very powerful coping skill and the reality is uh, it does exactly what it's supposed to do every single time. It kills the pain. We often refer to addicts as uh, escapeaholics. They're looking for a way to escape from the way that they feel. They're looking for a way to escape from the things that they can't control, the things that they don't understand. And the reality is the drugs or alcohol or whatever the substance is, uh, it works 100% of the time. Unfortunately, it also comes with a lot of baggage. Uh, it creates health problems, it creates legal problems, it creates family problems. Um, so understanding uh, why it happens, uh, there's, there's not one answer that I can give because uh, there's, you know, it, it varies from person to person. But what we have seen is the common denominator is usually some kind of unresolved issues, lack of coping skills, lack of self-esteem. Um, you know, they, they, they don't feel good about themselves. And part of the reason it takes so long to fully correct or fully uh, engage somebody back into a positive lifestyle is because all of those things need to be addressed. They need to be at least resolved at some level. 
um, so that they can move on. So our approach is a achievement-based uh, philosophy. So we're, we know when somebody comes to us, they are not feeling very good about themselves. They've really, in most cases, screwed up their families. Uh, maybe they've lost their children to the, to the system. Um, you know, and they feel like failures. They feel rotten. In most cases, by the time they end up with us, they've been in multiple other programs and have failed um, at those programs. So we know that we're dealing with somebody that doesn't feel good about themselves. So we're going to immediately start to work to improve the self-identity, to improve the self-esteem. And we found that there's a, a definite connection between um, achievement and self-esteem. And you know, that should go without saying, people that achieve great things or even small things in some cases feel better about themselves than, than people that constantly uh, see themselves as failures. So we, we have a, a, a pretty elaborate system in place. And it's, uh, you know, to go into details about that would probably take too long, but it's an elaborate system that is put into place to uh, raise up their self-image and their self-esteem uh, while at the same time teaching them alternate coping skills. So what happens is when somebody becomes abstinent from drugs, um, in my opinion, through, through all the years of doing this, that's not the hard part. The hard part's not getting them to abstain because we, once they come into our program, there's no drugs here. There's no temptation of drugs while they're in the program. Uh, the abstinence comes easy. It's, it's the coping with the past. It's the coping with the, you know, if they have, they have abuse, it's the coping with the failures and learning to live with that, learning new coping skills um, to take the place of the drug use. Uh, and of course, learning uh, to set up a, a lifestyle that's based on achievements, based on goals uh, and a support group and how to, you know, in some cases, how to make things right with those that we wronged. Uh, and there's, there's a whole lot to it. Um, sure. So, sure. you know, the notion... The notion that you can accomplish all this in 30 days is very short-sighted. Unfortunately, the way that our society has been set up is, uh, you know, everybody's looking for the quick fix, whether it be the McDonald's drive through or the remote control for the TV. I, I was laughing the other day. I noticed I have three remote controls to turn on my television, one for the cable, one for the television, one for the, for the sound. Um, you know, so everything in our society is geared towards quick and convenient. And the reality is uh, that approach to fixing somebody's life um, when they're so messed up and they're so lost in their life is really very short-sighted. So, and I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock those kind of programs. There's certainly some people that get help that way. But I think, um, I think we can all agree that, that we have a problem in this country and we have a problem with um, people that uh, have kind of lost hope and lost their way and uh, addiction is on the rise. And uh, there's people dropping dead left and right and whatever is going on now, the, the, the approach to solving the problem is very short-sighted. You can't solve a lifetime of problems in 30 days. Uh, it's just not possible. So our approach is uh, you know, uh, a comprehensive approach it isn't one size fits all. Everybody that comes here is gonna go through a, 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 a very uh, lengthy evaluation period, uh, lots of different assessments that are being done to figure out what needs to be addressed, how best to address those things. Um, and we bring every tool possible to bear. Our, our staff go and get trained in all the latest techniques. We use techniques that are 
Um, you know, some of them are, are, are the common evidence-based techniques. Some of them are creative. Some of them are, are, are outside the box. Um, and, you know, the reality is we're going to work with the individual on their issues to help solve their problems, to help set up their life for the future. And as a result of this sense. approach, our, um, yeah, and, and it, it really is a common sense approach. It's, it's unfortunate because so many programs now are, you know, their, 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 met, their modality is based on insurance payments. So sure. the insurance, you know, if you're funding is dependent on insurance, you're only going to get paid for 21 to 30 days of addiction treatment. And it's the, you know, the whole industry kind of has moved in that direction simply because of uh, funding right. restrictions or whatever. Uh, I've yet talked to, uh, you know, another counselor or program director that uh, would disagree that longer treatment would be better. There's plenty of science that backs up, uh, you know, the fact that the treatment episode, the length of treatment episode is directly related to the long-term uh, abstinence or whatever. Well, you're, you're really what we're doing. Taking, the, the, your, your career is really taking quite I'm a... I'm sorry, say that your, your career is really taking quite a path uh, over the years, Jeff, as you've gone from teenage junkie to executive director of uh, Habilitat. But uh, what's the most important lesson you've learned along the way? Uh, the most important lesson that I've learned throughout all of this is gratitude. Um, gratitude has gotten me through some really rough times and gratitude has gotten me past some very big obstacles. And, and it was ingrained in me here that uh, in spite of whatever my history may be, I have an awful lot to be grateful for. You know, there's a lot of people that I used to run around with that are, are not uh, alive today. Um, but I am. And I think uh, the single most important thing that I've learned is that if I live in gratitude, um, I, I can't be upset. I can't be angry. I can't be bitter about any things that happen. I, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. And the reality in my situation is the, the rocky history that I lived through actually prepared me and actually qualifies me to do what I do today. Um, so that would be the most important thing, but I think there's one more thing that's really important that I learned that, that, that is uh, worthy of, of, of explanation. Um, there was a woman here, it was our founder's wife, and her name was Vicki Marino. And I feel very blessed because she kind of took me under her wing, and she's the one that trained me uh, to do the clinical stuff and really trained me how to run the organization. Um, and she taught me a philosophy about giving until it hurts. And she always used to tell me, what do you give? And you give until it hurts. And, and I always asked her, well, what do you do after it hurts? And she said, well, you give some more. <laughs> um, inherently, addicts are very selfish and self-centered people. We look out for ourselves. We're concerned with our own feelings. We're concerned with, with our own future. Uh, and we, you know, once we're involved heavily in the addiction, uh, really, we don't care about much else other than getting our next uh, fix because our, our, we, we think our life depends on it. And the only solution to overcoming selfishness, self-centeredness, and self-serving is to become selfless. And uh, let's face it, selfless people help other people. So I was taught that the, uh, the way out of my dilemma was to learn to be a giver and to give and give and give. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about to be of service to my fellow human being. And that's kind of what we teach here. I try to be of service to my community. 
Uh, I'm of service to the other people who are employed here with me, uh, certainly to all the people here at Habilitat that are going through their journey. And uh, you know, we're trying to teach people to be of service to mankind wherever we can. And I really think that uh, that lesson uh, really uh, helped pull me out of the mud, so to speak, and put me in a position to do good. And obviously in the position to do good, I feel really good about that. So it's been almost like magic um, that it's, it's really transformed my life. So gratitude and learning to be a giver uh, are the two most important lessons I think I learned here. And of course that goes beyond don't use drugs. Obviously that's uh, sure. you know, it's common sense, don't use drugs and alcohol. But um, yeah. the life lessons would be gratitude and to be a giver. Yeah, that's great. Now, uh, Jeff, what is your superpower? Ooh, that's a really good question. My superpower. Uh, well, I figured out, um, actually somebody had to show it to me, but I figured out uh, about 18, 19 years ago when I was training to work to, to become a, um, a clinician here, um, I found out that I had a really incredible knack for connecting with people. Um, and especially other people who had been through the, some of the similar things that I've been through. So my superpower is that I can connect on a level with, with somebody who's struggling and give them hope, um, you know, through spending some time with them and talking with them and sharing my experience. And uh, I'm able to help give them hope. And I think in a world, especially with what's going on right now in our world, or in our own country, I think uh, everybody needs a little hope. So I've, I'm very proud of the fact that I can connect with people and give them hope that uh, there can be a better tomorrow. And that if I can do it, uh, they can too. Well, that's, that is inspiring. And, and I'm glad that you're there to connect with people. Uh, I really am grateful that you take the time to be with us today, Jeff. Before you go, would you take just a minute to tell people how they can learn more about Habilitat and connect with you personally? Sure. So, so uh, we do have a website. It's habilitat.com, uh, and it's a pretty extensive, uh, comprehensive website where it explains most of everything we do here. Uh, if you are desperate and need some help, um, or you have a family member who's desperate and needs some help, you can always call our hotline. It's uh, 1-800-USA-2525 or 1-800-872-2525. Uh, somebody is answering that phone 24 hours a day. Um, and, you know, certainly if you have questions, you can email us. All of our email addresses are on the website as well. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Jeff, for taking the time to be with us. We wish you every success in your work as uh, Executive Director at Habilitat in helping to save lives and, and bring meaning and purpose back to the lives of so many individuals. We, we want to see you succeed. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, and I look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us, because caring 
is where change begins. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available at youtube.com forward slash Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com.